Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. Today, guys, on and Ra- Born and Raised Audio Experience, we pulled some people, I guess, right? It's just, we got me and Noah in the studio, and what we did is we took a poll on Instagram? Yeah, so I posted something here, like, an hour ago, just on our Instagram, and uh, just podcast topics, and we decided, let why not just cover them all real quick? Just rapid so, fire? Yeah. Okay. We're going to do some rapid fire, spend a couple minutes on each one. And uh, let us know if you guys like this, uh, these viewers submitted uh, questions that we can cover and do our best to cover all of them. Um, yeah, just let us know if you like this. this. is something you'd like to see on the regular. So um, just to start it off, if you could, from Pooler Chuck, um, if you could pick one week to be in the bow hunting woods for elk and one day. In September, and one day? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what would that be? Man, I will say, and it's kind of an iconic day, September 11th is one of those days where I've noticed a lot of times we've done really, yeah. really well, September 11th. So. so all states, that's what you're going with, September 11th? Okay, this and just to back that up. That's if I me had, throwing it in. That's me throwing in an extra little loophole. But I know. But if I had to back that up, like everything, when I get emails and stuff from people and they ask, okay, I get 10 days off, what, what yeah. should I take? I would go the 11th through the 22nd every day. Gotcha. If I had to pick one day to be in the woods, September 17th. 17th? Yeah, that's what I'm Oh, way to really go right in the middle there. That's oh, the best day to be in the woods. Yeah. You could you could have manned and up. five-day period, 15th to 22nd. You could have manned up and or said, oh, day opening day, because I always get nah. it done first day. That's nah. what you could have said. I would say last day of season. Last day. <laughs> Copy that. Next question. Um, I mean, do you have any more to add on that? I mean, why no, do you feel? I mean, yeah. So we, every single year we deal with it as far as, especially because sometimes we are hunting multi-state. So there's been times it's just been crazy opening weekend. I remember in Wyoming one time, it was uh, September 1st and it was nuts. We called in numerous, uh, had numerous encounters the very first day and, uh, it was the best opening week I've ever had. So yeah. it, it could, I mean, it just, it just depends on what Bull's mood is what the temperature, what the temperature of the cows are, and and how that all goes. But generally speaking, there everybody's going to tell you that ruts right there in the yeah. middle is what they're going to say. Here's a fun little one: um, favorite elk meat recipes or meals. What's your favorite thing to do? Your go-to. So this is crazy. Um, my <laughs> wife. It's usually tenderloins over the fire the night that we shoot yeah. an animal. That's usually what it is. And I bring seasoning stuff in every single time we go on a backpack trip or something like that. But my wife's been making uh, flank steak a lot. She'll cut. Well, I'll just take the flank. Oh, of yeah. it, And she has a recipe that she does with some sesame seeds and some worse, uh, some, some, a bunch of different things. I don't yeah. know. I'm not a very good cook, but it's awesome, dude. Really? I had it last night and it was awesome. One of our favorite things to do is chili, uh, like just in the That's Instapot good. because you can do it with any cut. Um, it tenderizes pretty easily. So it's kind of, kind of hard to mess up. Con carne. Yeah. Is that what that's called? Uh, that's what we're going with. Okay. Here's kind of a fun one. Um, 
from Jesse Ramirez, truck gear. What's some of the gear that stays in your truck at all times year round? Okay. <laughs> and if Jesse, you guys have ever seen Trent's truck. He didn't have to emphasize. <laughs> but go ahead. But go ahead. He would say all of it. All of it. Yeah. So what's something never leaves your truck if you're in the woods? Um, there's been, you know, my truck has actually been kind of an iconic deal um, as far as just my comms. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty heavy on comms, as you know, Noah. As you know, uh, I have a booster in my pickup at all times, and I have CBs in my truck. I have, you got to admit, I run a pretty hard comms game. I'll, I'll admit, as hard as it is for me to do, Trent's booster, he's got a great CB with, what do you call it, like a six-foot, what, what do you say, whipping, whipping stick? It's a whipping stick. You can, uh, yeah. But in the, I will say in the front of Trent's truck, there's enough wires to, to round the earth seven times <laughs> just pulled up right in between the two front seats i mean if you want to try and find a charger just start pulling on things and i have what three chargers running at all times for your phones anybody in the rig i got a booster for that runs up to five phones in the rig and it works really really well yeah, I've it got, actually does it works really good um yeah and i've got a inverter that actually sits right under the, the seat so we can charge anything that has to do with phone bat or um uh, camera batteries we can charge anything there so i'm running a pretty hard my uh suggestion for your not suggestion my your i don't think i've ever seen your pickup without a cooler in it without a cooler i always have a cooler yeah every time always have a cooler always have a plethora usually in at least two of the four doors have a thing of wet wipes yeah that's a must. That's a must. <laughs> my my two would probably be wet wipes and camera gear. Uh, you never know when something crazy is going to happen either way. I have a, yeah. <laughs> Underneath the seat at all times is usually some kind of a... Um, some kind of a wrench. It's usually... Uh, <laughs> there between, is. Between our two... Between we, our two tool sets, we were be able we could, to successfully take off one of my tires. You could rebuild a small block Chevy <laughs> with, with, with what's in my pickup. But, yeah. And then, obviously, you got to have a couple pistols. And yeah. not all the time, but sometimes you have to have a pistol. Um, yeah. I, the main comms, though, is you better have toilet paper on a, on a readily handling spot. And, um, and the cooler in the back. Here's one from Brian Rockwell. Um hunting with your young son appropriate age how to kind of get them incorporated in hunting i mean it's there's no set age or time i mean how do you it's a great question um and it's something i honestly think about all the time as far as as far as other people and even in my situation so you you talk about you know kids and everything and growing up and seeing when they want to take realm of a gun or when they how you know how all that if goes something they're this, even interested in yeah it's yeah, something it's that, yeah, that's even yeah. in their wheelhouse you know and then going from that mode to teaching them something and then going from that mode the thing that i have dealt with is just you know being on youtube and having my kids on youtube has been a big thing for me as far as just to kind of really really regulate that it's just there's so many people out there and there's so many different views of things and and kids they're still they're they're young they can't they're not supposed to be able to take criticism or something of that nature you know and and there was a video we did a while back that um anyway the gun while i was shooting a shotgun and um he shot one of these heavy 
duck loads or something and the gun almost came out of the front of his hand and um anyway and there was a couple people that got on there and just ragged just i can't believe that you'd let him shoot da 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 yeah. and it's just like man it was a accidental thing i mean nothing you know we got hurt but at the same time it's like you've got to be careful because if yeah. those kids can also see those questions too because yeah. we let our kids watch our channel and that man that could be that could be damaging you know to kids and so i think as a parent i think you really really have to regulate what um what is okay and what's not okay but i don't think there's a right and wrong time to yeah. get kids out in the woods and just building block steps i mean what they're able to tackle at that point responsibly i mean you learn something there but we all do the only difference is um you know you live your life uh in front of everything you yeah. know so yeah definitely um, i would just say low pressure um that would be the biggest thing yeah. and the them being able to handle the pressure that's given to them at that point and then just keeping everything everything fun and everything building and you always make a point of letting your kids go hunting with people you trust yes um, so Wyatt gets to go hunting with steve and trevor and cody quite a bit when you're not yep. there um, and that's not something you feel like you ever have to gatekeep or anything you know that they're safe you trust them and so they get to learn a lot of different perspectives and i think that's pretty cool and important super important yeah. super important but um but yeah that's a great question and uh, i think for everybody it's a little bit different uh, my daughter the other day she said she wants to try to kill her first deer so go through the steps i, I yeah. would recommend going through the steps of getting her used to a gun start with a small caliber work up from there obviously and something that will kill a deer you know yeah don't be shooting it with the 22 you yeah. know, magnum or something like that get a deer gun and then get her comfortable with it and then and and we'll just kind of move on from there but um but yeah it's 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 not done overnight it's no. not done overnight and just say oh you want to kill a deer let's just go out and kill a deer yeah. this year it's just put in the time yeah put and in the, the time. practice required and that's part of the whole experience is teaching teaching the, the steps that go into it okay we're going to go out and shoot we're going to learn how to do that first and we're going to get completely comfortable there and learn all this the last thing that they truly learn is is uh, harvesting that animal correct that um, is still another lesson yeah. A little bit lighter one here from Gunner Backstrom. Um, favorite. We This is funny because this is one of the ones that we always just kind of mess with because we pretty much all drive a different uh, brand of pickup. So we like to go back and forth with each other all the time. Uh, his question is favorite truck brands and why? Oh, this is easy. So this should be fun. This is easy. This is easy. I mean, there is there any other? I don't know if they make it more than a Dodge, do they? They do. Um, no. The reason I went with Dodge, honestly, is because it was affordable uh, for the same rig. I got my rig brand new for... Oh man, for $42,000, that same rig in a Chevy or a Ford was going to be like in the sixties, mid 65 range. And it just seems just crazy to me to spend that much for a pickup. So well, Dodge offers, we, we call it the tradesman. They, they, it's a tradesman. they, they offer that version, which is cool. My, just the newer Chevys don't as much, but my 2012 Chevy is pretty comparable. It's doesn't have any bells, bells and whistles, whistles but yeah. it was affordable for that, uh, for saying for having that same year i got a backup camera okay yeah i, I, I don't camera. i don't have a back see uh trevor has a dodge now he's in a ford oh there's a lot there's, of roughness there's a lot there. of debauchery going around about uh that that topic steve is in what year is his truck oh uh, four i think or something like Duramax that yeah chevy and if I and get it's that still wrong, got about sixteen thousand miles on it, it seems like so. And Steve, Steve babies that truck. I yeah. mean, that is his that is his pride and joy. 
And then you got the Overlanders. Yeah, then the Overlanders. And you've got the Overlanders. <laughs> Cody's running the Toyota Overlander. Um, yeah, I just I can't I can't say anything about it because I just don't have much to say. No, they are gas hogs. They uh, yeah. Why not get a full size diesel pickup? And I still get almost twice the gas mileage those guys do. But fuel mileage, it's diesel. It's yeah. called fuel. So so here's a good one. Um, turning your passion into your career and business and how to balance that. That's interesting. That's interesting. So let's kind of talk about all the time, actually just on a personal level. Yeah. What's the old saying? You you do what you love. You never work a day in your life or something like that. Not true. I don't agree with that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I work way more hours than I used to cutting timber, but uh, man, I really, really enjoy what I do. And I really, um, it's cool to get get the feedback from people and to see people and just say, Hey, you guys made it, you know, you guys convinced me to, or gave me the confidence. How about that? To go, um, Colorado this year on a DIY elk hunt or something of that nature. And that's that's really cool to be able to yeah. to be able to have an influence on someone. Um, influence is a powerful thing, man. It's yeah. a super powerful thing, and I never realized that until I got into this industry. And it's uh, it should not be, definitely not be abused. Yeah, it's definitely. a lot of weight for you guys to carry. Yeah, um, it's and a, my my dad told me at a young age because that's that whole that saying that everyone says right and a lot of people have this idea in their head that the minute they're doing what they love for work it's you know it's just going to be awesome but uh he told me anytime you're not at home with your family you're working um and so uh i think it definitely helps but you also have to find we talk about kind of what this question tails into we talk about not just burnout but um having separation we all have hobbies that we like to do um, off camera or that aren't, yeah. that aren't a part of born and raised that we love to do that still keeps our, um, it's just kind of a safe place for our passion to stay alive for the outdoors. Something that we kind of leave untouched. And two, that, and that is a big thing because it used to be, you know, that that's, I mean, the hunting side of things was the fun time, you know, yeah. which don't get me wrong. It still is, but sometimes it does seem like there's not a second of your hunting or fishing that's not filmed. You know, yeah. you are under a camera every single time, which is totally fine. But at the same time, I think there needs to be those, those disconnects a little bit every once in a while. And I have a couple different things that I do. Uh, I go fishing and, um, yeah. anyway, and I don't bring a camera. I just go either be with my my uncle or whatever bass fishing or whatever and I, and I do that and it's kind of my getaway yeah i agree pretty heavy on that one um here's a cool one morals and ethics um and just kind of woodsmanship we kind of talk about this mm-hmm. a lot even on video but i mean how, how do you teach that to new hunters um what do you feel is appropriate woodsmanship and no matter where you go. That's a man, that's a good one. And I think a lot of this revolves around honestly just how you were brought up. I think a lot yeah. of this revolves around it's not even having anything to do with the woods. It's not even having anything to do with hunting uh, if you, you know, if you will, but it's just to do with your character, someone's character yeah. and, and and how selfless you are and how you you hold yourself and you hold your standards, right? And I think it goes into anything um outside of woodsmanship or business or whatever i think anything anything in life you know but there is definitely and and i think it's something that the social media game gets really wrapped up in way too much i think it's you know one would be um you know score of the animal or whatnot and a, a lot of that kind of stuff it's like man it's it's not about that it's not it's about the experience you want to 
you want to do the experience that you want, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think this is a life thing more than more than just an ethics and animal or or um, uh, hunting and fishing yeah. thing. But but yeah, it's everybody goes about it different. Just make sure that when you lay your down your head down at night, that you yeah. don't have any regrets of how you treated someone yeah. or how the you know how you acted in a certain situation. Have you ever heard of the grocery cart theory? I have no idea. You what have that not. Means. So, uh, like the theory is that you can separate mankind into two two groups. Like if you had to draw the line between good and bad, it, the <laughs> gross. This is a real thing. Yeah. Oh boy. If if uh, like draw people into two groups based on one action, the most accurate one is if they take their grocery cart back and put it in the like in the cart section <laughs> or if they leave it in the parking spot i will walk clear across a rainy at, yeah. in the middle of a hailstorm to take a cart back i feel so terrible if exactly. i pull into a spot and there's going to be a cart there i was just like why how could people do that but <laughs> Now I see what you're saying. Never knew it was a real theory. But, yeah, uh, so now you guys know it's a grocery cart theory. Okay, I'm going to think about that now every single time I go to the store. Uh, here's a kind of quick one. Clay Caldbeck asked about editing software and uh, what we use. We basically just use the Adobe Suite, which is Premiere Pro for editing videos. And um, yeah, but we've seen some awesome stuff. People have sent us videos that they've made off iMovie, whatever else. That's just awesome stuff. Um, and we get a lot of questions on what we use to film and edit. What kind of cameras are we using? Yeah, I get that all the time, which quick answer. We use the Sony, the Alpha series, so A7s, the, the S3s, and uh, the A7s. But um, we filmed a couple hunts on iPhones this year, just for example. So for a little teaser, just to kind of show you guys that it you can do it because we want it to feel like anyone can do this um because you can and the biggest thing is story always wins 100 percent. you need a beginning a middle and end what did you guys start with camera gear why i mean just to touch on that you know like to show how far we've come (laughs) a canon gl2 baby yeah and we thought that we were top of the line steven spielberg 100 percent. it was oh dude you couldn't yeah it was it was uh yeah it was awesome and then you know and that was on film too we weren't using digital so that was all on on film i don't know if noah even ever seen something i might not have been alive yeah in a dinosaur <laughs> that's when the dinosaurs roamed you know so but man uh and like noah said man everything's come so far guys our cell phone cameras are 10 times the camera as the first cameras that we started out making dvds with but yet we still made dvds with them so then like noah said just don't let it inhibit you from actually going out and doing something if you want to we get that question all the time as if well i don't have this right gear so i don't think i can everybody's got a cell phone yeah you could film whatever you want with that and then make a story out of it yeah the best camera is whatever's in your hand all the time yep yep i tell people a lot uh doesn't matter if you have a five thousand dollar camera in your pack if it's not in your hand it's not doing its job Um, and so a lot of times that can just be your cell phone um this is one kind of interesting i'm sure you get a lot on the email side of life um for people um just aspiring hunters um the best way to develop solid relationships with 
uh, within the hunting industry. Yeah, I get this all the time, and it's 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 a it's a it's a kind of a rounded question as far as like it could be anything. It could be a guy at church that you run into and just you yeah. know, and he's actually bow hunted for a long time, and you never knew it. It could be uh, a lot of these things like archery shoots. It's a great place to meet people and hang out with people and and find like like minded people to maybe go on a hunt with that year. Uh, archery shops like the bow rack. I'm assuming a lot of relationships have been made up there. You know, yeah. Um, um, just stuff like that. It's 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 who you run into, and with the with the invention of the internet and forums and all that yeah. stuff, isn't there stuff on there like you can trade hunts with other guys and stuff? I mean, there's all sorts of stuff, and the biggest thing I would say is just forming relationships organically, because at the end of the day, those are the only ones you're going to want to be in. Um, if that's yeah, if that's your goal, right? Um, and just being present and just, you don't have to do anything crazy to get your name out there. Just keep doing you and, and people end up liking, liking you for you. Um, and don't go into it with a intention of you need something in return yeah. right? and you will always get something in return. Yeah. Yeah. That makes just sense. give with the intention of giving and not, yep. um, the intent of receiving. Absolutely. Another thing is your name is your brand, right? And so everything you do reflects reflects on your brand. So just have that have that in mind, just the way you carry yourself and, and everything. Yes, 100%. Here's a funny one. How to get your spouse to let you go out and hunt more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I have been so blessed with uh, with my family and, and the stuff that, that I can... I, I don't know. I don't want to say go get to, you know, yeah. get away with or something. Cause yeah. it just, it just comes off. It comes off the tongue yeah, real bad. It comes off yeah. bad. No, it's just, um, my wife, Kendra, she understands that, you know, this is, so when I cut timber, I was away from home a lot. I would go down and live in California, Northern California in the redwoods and cut down there all summer long. And so I was gone a lot of the summers and I'd be able to come home every other weekend because I was trying to get in as much work as I could. Um, but yeah. And then I come into this, this business here and yes, I'm gone doing something I love, but I'm still gone. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it doesn't matter what you're gone doing. It's, it's time away from the family is what it is. Yeah. And, and it's it, a lot of times, it, you know, it's sometimes no fun. I, yeah. I've been on like this, that last huge hunt that I was on. I missed my family. I was on one of the best elk hunts of my life, but man, I was missing my family yeah. the whole time. So I'd say like, it's tough. Yeah. The balance of being present because when you're hunting, the last thing you want to do is be thinking about how much you want to be home the whole time. Um, yeah. So being present in that moment. And then when you're home, don't be thinking about thinking and talking about that's the one thing a hundred percent that I have to think about is you, you, when you're home, you're not thinking and talking about hunting all the time. Where you're at is, is where you're at and be, be present in that moment. And that'll help you find a balance. When a you're home, you're home. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is a great point too, as far as just, and when you do get home, give them all the attention. Yeah. Every attention you're, you're, you're goes home. on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's one hunting rosies and having to share the public land and how to find success doing it hmm. so some yeah. of the stuff we hunt there's a lot of other hunters and a lot of other pressure for one month out of the year uh, how do you separate yourself or find success amongst the other people trying to do the same thing 
I would say what we've done a lot um, since if you watch a lot of our old stuff, there's a lot of clear cut stuff, right? There's a lot of stuff where you're hunting land where a lot of other people can just yeah. drive by it and see what's there. If there's a, a herd in that unit, people are going to see them. So we've kind of delved back into hunting more just timbered stuff like hiking, yeah. big, big open, not open timber, but hiking big, big plots of like reprod and yeah. stuff like that. Places that people just can't see what's there and that's been separate that separated us a lot from a lot of the other people as far as just you know Let's getting getting out of the public eye yeah j tree 197 uh wants to hear about the bugle tubes what can we say what can't we say we can say it all Let's say <laughs> the it. new bugle tubes coming out yeah yeah no they should be here actually this week and we're looking right before thanksgiving guys so is when we're recording this so we will have bugle tubes offered for thanksgiving for black yes. friday all that this is going to be it's so, going to be awesome so is it safe to say that they'll be they'll be uh Available for purchase for Black Friday sales and everything. I'm gonna just just kind of just go out on a whim here and say yes. <laughs> Quantities, I don't know how many are getting shipped. We're trying to we're dealing with a lot of different things there in manufacturing right now. But yes, you guys, it's, bring it. We're, yes, we're gonna have them. How about that? How do you like them? How do they sound? Dude, they're awesome. They're, yeah. And they're lighter than other bugle tubes. They have a great resonating sound. Everybody that we've had demo them, it's can it's been a resounding big uh yeah. big big W. So I would say the bottom end is unlike anything I've heard. Totally like across the board, no matter who's blowing on it, the bottom end is pretty 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 rad. Pretty cool. And the bottom end on your chuckles too are are pretty sweet. Yeah. Um this is an interesting one. How to improve tracking capabilities or tricks, um, experience or learnable knowledge. What, what are your thoughts? What do you mean? Like on Onyx stuff or what are you talking no, about? Tracking, oh, tracking, like, like tracking a, oh, down animals. Down. Yeah, man. Uh, there is nothing that can be nothing that can be, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nothing that you, you experience in doing it is the only way. Yeah, not there's the no only substitute. Way. For no, experience. yeah, substituted for yeah. just time in the field and yeah. being around animals. And um, it, it's this is going to sound awful, but um, anyway, and I'm sure you've had buddies that have called you and said, "Hey, I hit one, and I don't know. Uh, this is what I've got. This is my list of things." And so put those in a memory bank. You know, I hit him back. He was quartered yeah. here. Blah blah blah. Anyway, on all those, if you possibly can, if you possibly can, go try to join in. Not as only just for helping people out, but just for learning something else. Yeah. And it's amazing how much stuff that you can learn over time of just you'll see oh wow he's dragging his foot his yeah. right foot drags every yeah. once so you know so you're trying to put this whole puzzle together and you're trying to you know just key in on all these little things and um yeah and, and there's no tracking job the same there's yeah. there's not and i think people can go too far on the other end with knowledge i'd say like one of the biggest things we always have to tell ourselves is don't don't let what you think you know get in the way of what actually happened right yeah. i mean you when it comes to a wounded animal you can't ever rule any possibility out of what they did I and mean, we had some crazy tracks this year um and just you never truly know what they're going to do so just follow the follow the hints that are in front of you and you learn something just about every single time and we have the advantage of you know film yeah so if you do have that advantage 
back out. If you're not yeah. totally sure, back out. We've even driven an hour and a half to go to someone's house to put it up on television or yeah. something, you know, to put our footage up. And so we can see exactly where. Yeah. And there's been a couple of times like, oh, we smoked him. That's awesome. You turn around, you drive back out there and go find him. But <laughs> yeah. if that's not the case, you know, oh, it's too far back. Let's give him three hours yeah. or, you know, whatever the case may be. But yeah. just get your own, your own. Don't let anybody tell you exactly what to do. Yeah. There's no substitute for doing it yourself. Yeah, and if the weather's not too pressing, either the heat or the rain, uh, to wash away blood, I mean, just give them time. Give them time. Yeah, yeah. you'll never regret giving them too much time if, if the weather allows, I, I believe. I've heard of people bumping double-lunged animals, you know, because yeah. they didn't give them the proper time. They just went yeah. after them, and they dove off in some canyon. They never found them again. Uh, next move after locating a bull, what's, what's, what's the next move? Pretty much just celebrate and put up an IG post. That's what I would do. (laughs) Oh no. After locating a bull, man, everything right then is that's the most critical time ever. So right off the bat wind every single time, what time of day is it? What's the thermals going to do? What's the best best case scenario for for getting in on that bull how high is he up on the hill is there a bench where he's at can i come in from the side of him or do i have to come in from the top or the bottom what's he going to do is he going to bed there or is he going to just keep on going is his cow still moving all these things are just going through your head right when you locate a bull so there's so many different things that you just kind of have to go okay he's bugling from right there right now but what does that mean yeah And I think one of the things you guys do that really separates yourselves from the rest is um, a lot of people hear a bugle and get jacked and start walking straight towards it, you know, and then try yeah. to fine tune the scenario once they get in close. But what I've noticed and it's like we'll locate a bull and then we'll sit there sometimes. It's not as always as pressing as you think it is and we'll sit there for 10 to 15 minutes and all get on onyx and really dissect the situation and figure out what's going on and what's going to be the best game plan so once we get in there it works or two or three hours yeah this, sit there. a couple times a season we sat up on a landing for two three four or five hours yep. trying to figure out how to make a play on one elk and waiting for thermals and yeah. waiting for this and waiting for that yep. yeah no it's it's um yeah, you can learn a lot by just sitting back and going, okay, what's the best case scenario yeah. here and how are we going to do this? But with that said, sometimes it's the time to run and make stuff happen quick. Yeah. But uh, you'll be able to read those So those many situations. different scenarios, so many different things. Got some good stuff there. I mean, we've pretty much got most of what's been asked so Sweet. far covered. Um, Sweet. See, we got a couple new ones rolling in. Guys, we'll do this every yeah. yeah. We'll try to do this every month and, and reach out. If you haven't joined, uh, we'll probably throw it out there on Instagram. Usually, is the easiest way. It's born and raised outdoors. Instagram and um, anyway. So here's one fun. that we'll we'll end it on, and it'll kind of loop into the next podcast that we will be posting, which is reflecting on Trent's hunt. So, uh, just quick rapid fire. What are your quick reflections on? Uh, the tag you just had that very well could be a once in a lifetime tag. Hopefully not, but yeah, <laughs> but it, there's a good chance it will be. Man, um, I don't think there's anything that can prepare you for it emotionally. So go into it with a positive and open mind, and just just whatever happens uh, happens. But I will say on the other end of things, like 
have a set goal, have a set and something I've never, ever done before is have a set goal of I wanted to shoot. My goal was to shoot a 320 inch, 315 inch bull or better. That was my goal. And that comes with the, I don't really know how to judge a 320 inch bull. So that comes with a whole other different, you know, toolbox of things that you got to go through first. So, yeah. So I was really looking at elk before the hunt, which I've never done before. It's usually the first one that comes in. I'm happy and stoked as heck to get him. So anyway, looking at elk before the hunt and seeing, okay, I kind of want, I'm looking for a bull like this that looks about like this, that has a frame of this and that. So anyway. So that's what I did, and um, anyway, and, and then having help there for people to to lift you up when you're down, for people yeah. to you know all these little things, it makes a giant giant bit of difference. So and what's realistic for where you're going too? Like that's True. that's yeah. the other thing. Yeah. You know, some places just don't have the quality animals that others. You know, True. Um, I said that was gonna be the last question, but a couple good ones just rolled in so we're gonna we're gonna do these two and then we're gonna call it let's do it um why trent has a phobia of electric chainsaws <laughs> oh the good lord made gas for a reason okay no no i think they have their place i do it's just one of those things where it's like when i i don't know another realm of it you know but like you know when you run a chainsaw most all your life you, you, you're you look at an electric chainsaw and you kind of tip yeah. up your nose. How about that? But it's just a big joke. So um, Face paint techniques. You just go by the mood of each day. You I mean, do. What, what do we do here? I've got a go-to that I usually go with that I can actually, I've taught myself over the years that I can apply it without a mirror and I know exactly what it's going to look like. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, um, I've had a couple of those, you know, that I get thrown in the mix. But sometimes you just got to go wild with it and just take something inspirational whether it be oh. the the dark horse the braveheart braveheart's uh, good braveheart's always good um you know the uh, lord of the rings is good i mean <laughs> that's always good you can throw that one out there no but just uh have fun guys go out there and have fun with it more than anything we like to use face paint as kind of a morale boost too right like you yeah. know maybe you're a little slow to get up one morning it's all right let's get in our group let's all paint up let's come up with something fun and uh Get get morale back high so he can go attack the day. Because look at Steve's bull standing in a road <laughs> in a black shirt with zero fixed paint on and still getting it done. So standing in front of the only tree the in only the unit, small tree in the whole unit, and uh, still getting it done. So yeah, it, it, like Noah said, it is it's something that a camaraderie thing, and we all have fun with it. So that'll conclude our rapid fire. Sweet questionnaire. That was fun. Almost painless. Yeah. So let us know if you guys like this and we will be sure to include it uh, yeah. a little more often. Uh, just the viewer questions. We enjoyed doing it. So I really appreciate everybody listening to this and um, thank you. If you would share it with a friend, if you found any value in it or just entertainment alone. So thank you guys so much. And uh, we will, we will see you on the next one.